Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Paul Collins. I'm Dave Fanning. And I'm Matt Croger. And I'm already getting distracted by Dave sitting there with his big cheesy grin on his face. Well, you, don't, you guys don't get the pleasure of video. Um, Paul and I get the unfortunate pleasure of seeing Dave. <laughs> But welcome to uh, another episode in our Clash of Kings series for uh, the release of Clash of Kings 24. And tonight, uh, myself and my one esteemed guest and Dave will be discussing changes to standard bearers. Uh, You might have heard it alluded to on the Empire of Dust episode, if you managed to get through that three and a half hours. And there's some big changes coming to standard bearers as a whole um, but before we get into that, let's do a little bit of a hobby catch up. Dave, I'll let, you've got the most to report, so let's maybe start with you. All right. Uh, okay, I'm done. I'm out. No, I'm hobby finished. So I today finished my last rabble regiment for the Aussie Slowgrow. So that puts me just over 2,300 points for goblins for the year. So nearly killed me, but it's there. It's done. And now I've got just under a month. No, less than that, like three weeks now to get my Master Ken finished for the Rising Side Tournament and one last regiment of Glade Stalkers done. So it's been a long time trying to work out what mini I wanted exactly to represent my Master, (laughs) but I have found the perfect one. So Ken is the – I'll post a photo on Countercharge when I get it painted up, but Ken is the, the porter in the pack, one most famous for carrying uh tracy's bags around bags yep so i've found they actually do a little stl of the the uh the uh, uh, no what is he he's the the servant for king arthur in monty python and the holy does he actually have a name i think he's called patsy he's the one that carries the coconuts around and follows him wherever he goes making the horse noises yeah maybe he's squire that's what he would be a squire yeah yeah, yeah, it is Patsy. It yeah. is Patsy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just scroll- I was just gold. scrolling through my mini factory and I saw that and I was like, I've got to do this. This is sensational. Excellent. Paul, what about you? What have you been up to, mate? Um I just uh, painted a few more Ratkin units, so I'm um pretty much done with them. I need to order a couple more units in and finish hang them on, up. Hang on. Did you just say done with Ratkin? So Dave's like just get scraping over the line for his twenty three hundred for the slow grow, and you've done like two mantic armies in the same time. Two mantic horde armies. Mm. Yeah, it's been a bit slow. You're right. Um, <laughs> I have to pick up the pace. Um, no, that's right. Oh, yeah, the the goblins are at about three thousand, and the I'm around about twenty three, twenty four hundred with the rats. But there's a couple of key units I'm missing. I need. A mother Chrysler and need a couple of other little things. So mm. it's been good. It's been a real motivator this year to get some get some paint on figures. Yeah, nice. And they're looking really good. I mean, you won some of the prizes. We got you some 
little bits painted up, uh, pr- printed out. Sorry for your bases. You painted them up. They look they look great on the on the ratkin. Yeah, I thank you, um, and and thanks for you the, the printing them up. Um, I need to work out what to do. That basically they're cobblestone ba- um, bases, and they look a bit too clean. So I've got to work out if I want to put washers on them and test that out. Um, little but bits I'm of clay, little happy. bits of rat poo. That sort of thing. I wonder if there's a rat poo STL. There's probably a Citadel paint called rat poo. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily poo, but um, AK Interactive do a stack of grimes and sludges. Uh, mm-hmm. So have a look at some of them. They're the the um, uh, they're they're all, uh, turpentine. You clean them up. They're um, yeah. I've got I've so got some of their oils. oils. Mm. Um, I got some of their oils when I used to paint tanks and stuff. Um, Which paint uh, range do you reckon has the most interesting names? Like, can you just imagine something like called colour like diarrhea brown? Oh, well, I think I Citadel must be pretty close. Plague bear of flesh, and mm. I think don't um, God, what, what what are they called that do the bones range? They've got some pretty interesting names on theirs, don't they? Reaper. Reaper. Yeah. Reaper. Yeah. I think Army Painter would probably be a second because none of their all of I'm just looking at their Army Painter colors. They're all just like none of them are just you know dark brown, medium mm. dark brown, orange brown. Mm. I'm looking at my Vallejo range for the model color. Say, they're all orange like, brown yeah. is a Vallejo go to, and it's sensational. Mm. I love orange brown. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Vallejo only get in trouble with some of their you know Spanish translations, but yeah. Okay, cool. So you've been pumping it out, Paul. So what's what's next after rats when you're averaging a new army a month or two? I'll um I'll tell you on the seventh of November <laughs> when the book comes uh, out. Yeah. Oh, you've got right, three gotcha. weeks to get ogres sorted. You can get another ogre army sort surely done by the when how long we got left in the slow grow? Two weeks? <laughs> well, you never know. I've actually got some ogre yeah. figures. Well, with low model count, you probably could punch out twenty three hundred points. Patch did it. He did it in about and two I'll tell days. You what, didn't with, um, with a couple of the changes to ogres, there's some pretty interesting stuff in there. I'll tell you that right now. Ooh, mm. you tease. Yeah. Um, I think ogres would be they're pretty pretty good, and like you say, it'd be pretty fast to paint. I was pretty actually, teed up for um, Empire of Dust after listening to the. Oh, um, me too. The review episode. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're an army that I think is just really good anyway. I think the change to the casket is is nice as well. Um, certainly makes it a, le- a little bit more useful. I think pushing, being able to push high defence into someone's face can be can be really good. Yeah, I think but, that was a really well thought out change because it, it's not spammed across all, all the units. It's only sort of the, the basic. I think it's the infantry and heavy infantry, right? Yeah. Mm. But not like enslaved guardians or mm. you know what are the other things with the region? Um, yeah, not them either. Uh, mummies and, get them, I think. Mummies can take the casket. I didn't didn't think they say. Oh, can they? Uh, they might be able to. I mean, they're still pretty slow. And I, but I think the thing is, is is if Empire Dust lacks in an area, I mean, the amount of surge they've got, particularly with the monolith, gives them some reasonable board control. But it just allows them to exert that little bit more board control from only having, you know, the one fly, which is a bone dragon, you know, being able to push something up and say, oh, it's hard to get past me here. It's really useful. Yeah, mm. totally. Yeah. 
Uh, and for myself with hobby, well, I've undercoated a couple of units of salamanders that I may or may not need for masters and bought some brass rod that I may or may not need to uh, put together another phoenix. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going I'm to have some work to do on top of all the other stuff I've got for masters but to, to get that going. I'm looking forward to all of that being over actually and just dabbling with probably adding some more to the halflings and um, keep going with salamanders and start assembling the Northern Alliance. So what's the plan? You're just going to pump nodos until masters just so you get enough hobby time outside of work time to get everything else in? Mate, got the Dexies anyway. It's all good. Just um, hire another just, room at just work. To, for, um, just, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Just hire. <laughs> just, just, um, just, delay, just delay my morning dose. I was waiting for like all of your tele, all of your teleprompt, uh, telehealth things. Now just no video whatsoever. So I don't see you with the hobby brush painting away. Dave's alluding to where I may or may not have done the UB turn while I was on a work phone call earlier this week. Was that today? I don't no, know. that was last week. Surely that was last week. Surely. Okay. Great. Well, that that's got us um that's got us up to date with hobby. No, no, mate, that's staying in. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, yeah, that's got us up to date with hobby. We've of course got uh, these Aussie Masters coming up with the side event, uh, which is lowish numbers, but that's okay. You know, because it's all all significant travel for for us or oh, for the for most. Sorry, you know, Paul, you're of course participating in the Masters. Dave, of course, you're not. You're in the side event, mate. No, someone's got to someone's got to hold that up. Yeah, tonight we are gathered here to talk about the changes to standard bearers. Now, what is pretty much an across the board change, I think, uh, which would probably make them bit attract bit more attractive on their own, is that the vast majority, if not all, the standard bearers are going from inspiring to very inspiring without a change in points cost. Um, so what do we think about that on its own at, at, at first? Dave, start with you. Uh, I like it. I think it'll give you – it gives you that bit more flexibility if you're sitting there thinking, I'm just going to take like uh, – what are they? They're more like a Prince-style unit. You know, they're all like 50, 60 points and they have a bit of a stat block. Now you can trade that up and get very inspiring. Obviously, no stat block and then you're going to get some sort of aura most of the time as well. So – if, you, if you've got a unit that, I don't know, you've got to make the decision between having something maybe for flyer defense or maybe you just want the very inspiring and the aura. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Paul, what, what do you think about uh, bumping up the, the inspiring level? Would, would if, if there was nothing else, would that be enough to make you look at a standard? Um, I don't take standard bearers normally. I, I think for 10, 15 points, there's usually a better option something that's got three or four attacks or something that can cast a spell or what have you that also gives inspiring. So having very inspiring outside of like, you know, kingdoms of men and that those sort of lists is something different. Most lists just have flat inspiring. So very inspiring, I think, you know, would definitely encourage an increased use of standard bearers. I don't think, it, I was going to say, I don't think it's enough. I think they need something in addition to that. Like who, who takes a standard bearer just for the inspiring and don't give them, you know, the Bane Chan item or Oh, yeah, the no, mine gets item. the loot. True, true. Yeah. I think they've often been – they used to be a lot more prevalent. I think when when there was more con- – well, when conditional inspiring was a thing. Um, so you used to see a few more there. But like you said, they would often be as a Bane Chan caddy. So, 
you know, effectively a cheap mage rather than really. But but also, of course, in you know, 2,000, 2,300-point list, a lot of people like to run that three sources of inspiring, so a cheaper way of, of gaining that, um, again, particularly when a lot of inspiring was conditional. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I think that... It'd be the kind of thing if the standard bearer is coming in at 50 points and there's very inspiring available, that would make me consider taking that over and, and getting the extra drop out of it over 50 points of items, right? Yeah, I think it depends. Yeah, given that you can't buy much else for the price. Yeah, depending depend on the list, you know. Like, I'm, mm. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I think. I also think it's pretty thematic for an army standard to be very inspiring. The one thing I was just thinking of is if they, I think with the changes we'll see, they'll have definitely, for most of them, have gone far enough. But I think secured positions already been mentioned as a, as a new rule for uh, unit strength zero scoring. Um, in the future, that might even be a cool addition for some of them. You know, for standards. the whole plant the standard in the ground. Maybe not for all of them. You know, plant the standard in the ground. This is my spot, and I'm going to hold it. Yeah, certainly thematic. And I think from the language from uh, Matt, who I think's been pretty much the only one from the RC that's um, been on a podcast so far, um, mm. but it's all been about well, let's see how it goes. You know, and there's like a willingness to make tweaks down the road. Mm. So you know, I'm confident that if it's not enough. They'll at least look at it and say, well, yeah, like you say, the conditional inspiring or maybe they're some of them are too strong and they get paired back or what have you. Yeah, especially if it's a way to bring in new builds into each list at the same time as well. So, um, you know, listening to the Empire of Dust one as well, if you're going to bring Strider for infantry into Empire of Dust, you know, that does make a hell of a lot more units a bit more viable, especially with Ra's out there as well throwing out his special rule yeah for sure all right well let's get into it so i've got the clash book here and uh these guys did not get a, a peek ahead of time so they're basically you're getting their first reactions because i thought that'd be more interesting than well <laughs> i was going to say more more interesting than well thought out ideas but let's let's be honest you know dave's never had one of those but paul i was more interested i, I was worried that you'd give two two intelligent discourse mate so uh, you know sounds just first, like first exactly exactly so <laughs> first impressions rose it is um now so the first army in the book is the abyssal dwarves except the abyssal dwarves effectively don't really have a standard bearer in their list the closest they get is a slave driver which is a little bit specific to uh, slaves and, and has an aura of rallying to slaves only anyway. So I think they might have kind of thought, well, you know, that's close enough to what we're trying to do. Um, but they have instead tweaked the Overmaster uh, and they've removed, I think, its inability to take a mag magical artefact. Um, have either of you played Abyssal Dwarves yourselves? No. Yeah, I've got a, an Abyssal Dwarf army. Yeah, so do you, do you think that changes much for you if they allow you to take an item with that Overmaster and the Aura Strider? Um, I think so. I've never used it, but a lot of people run that guy with the wings of the Honey Maze. Oh, yeah. 
because yeah. he's only yep. moved four, and I think you couldn't do that with the Aura Strider. So if people are running that anyway, and they've now got a, an order uh, an Aura, I think that's mm. a pretty good buff. Yeah, and I'm just looking here, and he's five attacks, defense six. So the wings only brings yeah. him down to five. Mighty, yeah, that's a pretty good shout, isn't it? You can know, he normally take, versatile? Still one, normally under one fifty points. No, not in abyssal yeah. dwarfs. No. no, so there's a separate unit entry for him on the winged half breed. At speed four, that is super slow. So yeah. you're really not going to see a lot of use for that six inch strider bubble, and he can't even take the sacred horn either. The sacred uh, yeah, horn. Previously, you mean? Previously? No, I mean now, right? If you can't take an item, you can't give him the. Sacred no, no, no. Horn now he can. So, so that's what the change is. Oh, okay, now it can take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the change he he was previously unable, and the change is now that he can take the aura of Strider and take an item. Okay. Mm. Well, if that's the case, then yes, I probably would stick wings on it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's um that would be a great option, and I think you know I what we want to see I think is as all these different characters being used in different builds, right? So if it means that it's more likely to see the table, great. And it's and it's something I think a lot of people can get worked up about some of these changes, but it's only 12 months to the next changes. Or if it's really that broken, there could be an intervention earlier if necessary due to the companion. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, like, it's not, um, you know, Aura Strider everything. It's Aura Strider infantry. So that is mm. not the not the golems um, and it's not the, the half breeds or any of that stuff. It's just the dwarves basically. So it's only stuff that's, you know, move four. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, th I think it's, yeah, that doesn't Does sound overpowered to me. It's allowing something in a, um, you know, in a build where someone wants to go dwarf heavy, then they're stuck at only moving four inches. And I've taken, it doesn't have the same aura, but like the Imperial version of dwarves have a, this is essentially the king or the dwarf lord on foot, right, uh, who's defence six and upgrading with the wings at a fairly similar loadout. So um, I, don't, I don't think it's something unseen. Mm. Yeah, all right. So we'll move on and we'll uh, scroll on down to Bosalia TM. And so, of course, it goes to very inspiring instead of inspiring and adds to the following unique special rule, holder of the holy relics. In the movement phase, after this unit has completed its order, choose one friendly core unit with the human keyword within 12 inches. The target unit receives an Aegis fragment if possible. Is that the thing that gives you an additional iron resolve? For yes. one turn, correct. So... Now, that's something I can probably say is that uh, a bunch of units that didn't previously get the the Aegis fragment will now be able to in the in the Clash of Kings changes. So, and the human keyword is going to be the vast majority of the army. Um, so, pretty much, it, I think what this means is that yeah, if they had the ability to take it in the first place, or if they've expended their fragment already. You can get another one. So it's not unlike um, the more pups with the launcher. Yeah. So every turn, every single turn, you can throw out a new Aegis fragment to someone else. So if they've spent it, they reload, or if they didn't have it, they get it to start off with. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, but they've got to be capable of taking one in the first place. Yeah, and it can't yeah, be an can. angel unit. Yeah, yeah. We're handing out 30 points throughout the game then over six turns. Potentially. Yep. I mean, it's, not, it's not nothing, but you think about, yeah. No, I think I think it's um, I think it's really good. I mean, essentially, you're it's a radiance of life that's not used all the time. Do you know what I mean? Because it's still only going to be used on a um on a past nerve test. That's so, right. So, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's a really neat little way to to increase it, which it has potential for quite a bit of value, but also theoretically could have none. Well, that's right. I can just see this. I can see you at some point in the future throwing Aegis Fragments continually onto a Night Horde or something, and I'm forever just trying to plink shooting it down, and it's I'm resolving back two wounds a turn. Probably three because you'll go ahead and give it the Yeah, no, give it, give it the item. other item. Give it the Iron Resolve one item, and so, yeah, every every turn, <laughs> yeah, IR3. How good's that? Yeah, I mean, this definitely makes... This definitely makes a bit more resilient to sh- light shooting. Not that they didn't need the help anyway, but now that's very resilient to light shooting. And, and you're going to have a phoenix in most of your list anyway, so, yeah, you're definitely going to be able to peel off wounds that get chucked on. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Well, I think it also effectively fits into that, like, theme of the army, you know, this yeah this holy healy theme which so I, am i am i not taking a priest or am i not taking a war wizard or oh you know what i mean like what am i dropping because you know i've got to drop about what, 60 points ish to make that work I'd that gives me dropping, some choices yeah I'd, I'd consider dropping any of the characters to be honest potentially if you're gaining very inspiring a lot of the base selling characters or not a lot of them some of them you know they're, they're not they're, there's no standout character like i would say if anything like you said the priest is a bit of a standout because it's versatile it's got inspiring and can cast the spells that you want more than others but there's not a uh yeah i, I could see myself taking this for sure yeah i yeah, really I like could... um we're not talking about him but i really like that um the named wizard that can cast four spells a turn but oh no is it Danor? yeah no one yeah. seems to run that guy but i think he's really cool Four spells a turn, that's rough. Yeah, they're, four... they're not great. Like, I think one of them is Lightning Bolt 2 and or maybe it's Heal 2. They're, they're not. Um, they're yeah, not, not top, nothing. Yeah. They're not top flight spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I like it. I like it. I think, I think it certainly brings up as more of a chance to see on the table, which is, you know, we, we don't want to see something that's going to become auto, right? Yeah, that's but isn't isn't that like the test of a good change? That it's something that in you've got to make a a real choice about, and you know mm. that, that it's it's there's real there's real positives to choosing it, and there's real positives if you choose something else. Well, hundred percent. And at that fifty point range, would you consider? I think I think a even better barometer is would you consider two, right? And like, but not three. So. And I reckon you could consider two of these, you know, because they're well, cheap. They're on the foot, depending on your loadout. You get a here's, fragment. You get a fragment. Here's a comparison, right? Like yeah. this isn't giving any spoilers away, but the priest was heal three uh, mm. in the old version and it had inspiring um, mm. and it had one attack. So very similar to the standard bearer. 
Um, mm. So if, if you gave the standard bearer the, the heal item and it's now very inspiring, it's sort of the same thing but, you know, an extra three inches of inspiring. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I can see you maybe even dropping items to fit one of these things in as well because, mm. I mean, like you, you, well, it has it has a wider ranging utility than an item, right? Most most items, well, depending, but like most items on a unit, do a job for that unit. Do mm. you know what I mean? Um, so this this has, I think, good characters, you know, have can adapt to a situation, and so this allows you to adapt to what, what something's required on the board and where it's required. Mm. So even if that's just being able to move that little bit further because the bubble is three inches further to get into the right spot. Now, of course, Basalia have a theme list, which is the Order of the Brother Mark, and so uh, very inspiring remains. But instead, what we get, uh, instead of the Aegis Fragment bit, you get the you get Aura Life Leech plus one Infantry only. Now, Brother Mark I'm not overly familiar with. I'd very much like the Basalian version <laughs> instead of this. I'd take the Aegis Fragment over Life Leech. It works in well with that list you made, Dave, with all the archers. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> they can all have Life Leech 1 now. I didn't – yeah, maybe I didn't make that list. Okay. No. Uh, I, well, it kind of works out this – I mean, you get one – it's still one wound back in a combat, but you have to be in that combat. So – yeah, but it's an aura, so it could potentially be yeah, multiple three combat. Units or so. You don't yeah. have to throw it around. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this. Um, plus one. Reckon. So I'm just not sure. Is there something in the brother mark list that already has life leech, or is it just because it would combine with? Oh, you can special... get the item as well, the life leech item. Yeah. So there's a little bit in there. I, I, I still, I don't know. Yes, this this affects more oh, no, infantry only as well. But I still think I'd rather the Basalian version. Also, you can mount these guys on horses, so you've got a 16-inch bubble you can push your very inspiring around because, let's face it, you're not going to be doing any anything else with it, like not one attack. So move out mm. the double on a horse. Mm. You can get that very inspiring around the battlefield. Yeah, of course, we're, you know, um, what we're not talking about is we're, we're literally just talking about the changes. So the the armies where there is an option of a horse, that is still an option. There's nothing about that being removed unless specifically listed. So um, you're right there, Dave. You know, it, that can make it uh, way more versatile. All right. Right. Keep pushing on. And so next up, the Mighty Mighty Dwarfs. Now... I scrolled a page two of the changes. Oh, didn't that little tidbit get dwarf players? You know, two pages of changes. I'm on dwarf. page three of the changes yeah. now. Well, yeah, well, I don't, just don't get why it's all nerfs. Is it? There's a dwarf. Uh, yes, dwarf. Where is he? Dwarf sta- army standard bearer. Right. Add the very inspiring special rule and add the following unique special rule for the king. Friendly units within six inches may re-roll. Failed headstrong rolls. That's very spicy. Yeah, that is that is very very spicy. Yeah. I so previously, really like I think the Horn of Heroes for the Dwarf Lord had this as an option as a unique upgrade. Um, 
But I think a lot of people, when that if they took the dwarf lord, yeah, might have taken it with something like wings and had it flying around, so it wasn't necess- necessarily that useful. But yeah, getting two chances of a three up is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will this stack with the standard in the formation? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's I don't see why not. It's got a different name. One is called yeah. Army Standard Bearer, and the other one is called Army Standard Bearer. Yeah, no, so I think I think that means that it, the one in the formation, unless we see a change because we are reading the review version, uh, will be a double aura. Yeah, because it was the, the, the formation's getting a bit of a tweak. Yeah, it was the Lord Spanerman, wasn't it? Mm. So mm. that's um, that's tasty. Mm. That makes that formation even better. You, you play these, Matt. Is does every unit, every dwarf unit, get that rule headstrong? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, except the fearless ones. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's with, really say cool. Brock's. Yeah, so again, like- it, it is really good. I, I've never found the king really valuable enough on on its own for the price to, to be bothered taking it for the Horn of Heroes. Um, so, but I think where it's cheaper like this, and certainly if you were taking the formation, I think that's money. And I think it's still down to that decision. Dwarves are blessed with so many great options for heroes like you know, mm. lords on large beast and all the rest of it. So you've got to, you've got to one be able to unlock them and two be willing to to find the points for them. It's not a auto. That, that's true. Yeah, well, and I, and I think you I think you make a good point there where you the couple you mentioned the more the more mobile characters were the better characters. Yeah. In in the dwarf list, so this gives them uh, a reason to come back towards the the melee. Version. Yeah, like the berserker uh, dude on a Brock, and yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a you lot know, of the berserkers points, on Brocks and the dwarf on on Lord. What's a lot of points? You're paying on Lord. No, no, no. Dwarf standard bearer, right? You're paying what fifty? Well, they 50, 50, 60 points. Fifty points for insurance, mm. right? And very inspiring. So that that's yeah. the thing about these things. If you have such cheap characters in your standard bearers, that potentially somewhere else opens you up to a whole other unit, which gets you another drop, more unit strength. You know? Don't um, get wavered. Like if you're if you're either routed or steady, this this unit has no effect. And then if you pass the headstrong rolls, this unit still has no effect. That's why it's just it, it is a lot of it is a lot of points for insurance, but I'm sure that that time it pays off, it's going to be sensational. And and it can't be everywhere. It only moves. I don't know if you can take a mount for a dwarf standard bear. I'm assuming not. We've got eight inches, but, haven't you? Yeah, but the thing can only run eight inches, and then have six inches. So it's not going to potentially cover no. the entire battlefield. It's far from overpowered. And the reality is, is most dwarf infantry, unless you're managing to get them multiple units in doesn't hit that hard so you know it coming at you for another return is is it's, it's not like it's going to break right it's not yeah. giving headstrong to o- ogre palace guard <laughs> you know you're best protecting two maybe three units <laughs> at, at most i'd say so no i like i like it and I'm hands down i'm happy to take the formation still with the standard bear in it so i don't see that mm. as a waste of points Mm. And uh, we'll keep people guessing, 
But though, if you guys just cast your eyes to the Horde of Heroes, um, I might have alluded to something like it before and I did not know what it was, but that Horde of Heroes is way better, I reckon, and Holy makes you shit. more likely to take the Lord. Yeah, 100%. So, moving on. Yeah, I am. Uh, the, the Free Dwarves. So the Free Dwarf Standard Bearer, uh, has a whole new in- entry. So I'm not sure, did Further they down. previously not have access to a standard bearer? Third line of the changes, remove these units. The third one, dwarf army standard bearer. And then, it must yeah, have been a, a Yeah, so they did have access, one. but... Um, now they've got a free dwarf army standard bearer. They've got a free dwarf one, which is pretty much exactly the same, just with a different special rule. So instead of... Uh, so it gets the very inspiring. Stat-wise, basically the same, just has Rally 1 Dwarf only. Yeah. Yeah. Because high it's... nerve is what dwarves needed. Well, free dwarves, it's it's less of a buff than on Imperial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have access to the Defence 6. Um, Iron Guard? Yeah. That'd be... Iron Guard, and it doesn't apply to rocks. So I think it's, yeah, they've it's, got a lot it's of not problematic. Stuff, haven't they? Exactly, exactly. So I, I actually think that's a really a really neat one again is that they've really thought about, you know, yeah, putting that in Imperial is probably a problem, but giving it to Free Dwarfs uh, is not so big a problem because of the, the across-the-board defence. Mm-hmm. I think Rally is one of the strongest rules in the game. So 100%, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's kind of up there like there's a lot of people debate the, the strongest special rules, but things like rally or things that basically give you an auto wound like brutal really death, death. that sort of thing yep. yeah i feel attacked you guys are talking about halflings like this <laughs> rally and brutal in the same combats but yeah why 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 don't you win with them because huh? i don't get the fly anyway if only the halflings had a named um sorcerer that's right and i'm, I'm looking forward to that soon we just Probably. need a champion for that yeah yeah <laughs> a champion people listen to. Actually, and segue. So I've been reading. I finally got my hands on the copy of Broken Alliance, uh, and I'm working my way through that. So that's that's, that's sensational. I'm loving that little uh, little story. So I'm about a third of the way through, and I'm I'm more jacked up to paint more halflings now, and just get even more flying. Um, master captains and flying units to annoy you, Crozier, when we play next. <laughs> yeah, cool. Nice. Thanks for interrupting, mate. All good. Sorry, I just got excited no, no. about the. Uh, yeah. I just, I just it wasn't even, down to it wasn't even a sec- I'm not even sure that actually was a segue. <laughs> uh, I just scrolled down to halfling changes. That's all. <laughs> uh, all right. So on to, on to elves. Uh, Paul, I, I think you've got an elf army, don't you? You must have about half the armies by now. No, I'm nowhere near that have... filthy. No? Okay, I mean, right. That refined. I used to, but it was an old Warhammer one, so I sold that off recently. So we've got the Elven Standard Bearer, does the up to very inspiring, adds the keyword Warhost. Ooh, I wonder how that might be relevant. And adds Aura Rampage Melee 3, Warhost only. So probably we get to say here is that Warhost is coming as a keyword and a whole bunch of units are getting it, which are primarily infantry. So uh, I think Dave on our rewriting, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, rewriting. Well, no, well, not really this. I was kind of like, I reckon they need to figure out a way to buff infantry to make them feel more elite. Uh, I reckon I think we said more. We said more attacks than we in general, but rampage yeah, something melee like more attacks. It. Yeah, it's just straight um, three too. Yeah, and I think that's cool. I think that's great. Now, will that and stack in a? That's rampage three. Will that not stack in a three? Will that stack in a flank. And but it just specifies melee, so you're not getting it on the shooting attacks. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That would stack. That's so sensation. rampage three in the flank effectively is rampage six. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. You add add all the additions and then double it. And then double it. Again, I think this is nice, and it's also nice because it makes other units more relevant in combination with some of the changes the other units are getting. And it's it's not making it's it's not it's not rampage three for for shooting. It's rampage three for melee. So. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, so I think this ends up on the probably the more eloquent end of of some of these changes in that, you know, in in a lot of elf lists, you might not have seen some of the melee infantry of options a lot, other than palace guard. And so, it's not only making itself more valuable; it's making other other options in the list more valuable. I don't even think we see palace guard anymore very often. No. But um, not not since. The Glade Stalker's got their first boost. Um, but anything that gets, you know, some of the combat units on the table has got to be good. I don't yeah. see the Warhost keyword next to Glade Stalkers either. So. Nah, that would be madness. That, well, that would be dead set madness. Well, I, I shouldn't say what's madness, but I'm just. So Sylvankin get this option. Yeah. So Sylvankin will get the Warhost keyword transfer on any of the units that have it that are allowed in their list. But they only take Forest Guard anyway. Forest Guard's about the only unit you'd take in a Sylvankin list. Yeah, I think that's the only infantry that translates. Um, oh, no, 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 because no, they get archers and things. Yeah, but right? you, I mean, Gladestalkers don't. Sylvan Gladestalkers don't get it. So it would only be Forest Guard. The Boss Grace wouldn't get it. Not, not too many of the Sylvan well, King units. Rates aren't infantry anyway. They're heavy. They're just they're, they're they're regular infantry. The oh. the Hunters of the Wild are heavy. Sorry. They're heavy one. But, um, yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't seem like a lot. Well, not, not saying Sylvan King didn't like, needed love or anything, but I, can't, I, I probably wouldn't see an Elven standard bearer in a Sylvan King list. Hmm. Well, I don't know about that because who doesn't take Forest Guard? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't put the So if you were orange. multiple units of Forest Guard or the formation, say. Um, yeah. I think there yeah. could still be value there. Yeah. And, you know, it makes, makes you other options like, say, uh, normal archers are getting the keyword. So, you know, they get a few extra if they're hit by something and survive, they get a few extra attacks back. Yeah, I, like I agree. I think it's probably less valuable in the Sylvan list than it is in the the standard Elf list. Maybe some of your heroes get it too. So it looks like the King gets it. So I'll have to wait and see how it all comes through in the Companion when it's updated. Yes, that's right. That's it. That's an interesting pick. So yeah, melee three war host only. So some of the characters will get better against infantry. Let me ask you a question. Though is that enough? 
if you were building an elf army to go from a you know a, a shooting and a and a dracon build into a sort of a, a combat infantry build no i would say not especially if i'm taking big hordes like if if i'm taking a palace guard block or a sea guard block if 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 you're taking an infantry if you're taking an infantry elf list up up I dare say you want to go mixed arms, so you want to have a bit of shooting in there. And if you've and if you're shooting, then this melee three rampage melee three is not going to have an effect. So you have to wait till you actually do get attacked. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was play tested, right? So I'm sure if it wasn't good enough, they would have said something. So, and I mean, Elf and Sylvan um, Kin are both right up there in terms of power level. So. You know, you don't want something that's rampage shooting. You know, three. On yeah. a, no, I, I think it, it's it, it's probably just enough to make people consider some of the other options, right? Not yeah. maybe. I mean, if, and and if you were struggling to get that extra inspiring you wanted, and you needed a cheaper option, and you were taking something like Palace Guard anyway, well, sure, why not give them another three attacks against infantry, particularly when it's elite, so they'll pretty much all hit. And, and doesn't stop it being a caddy for Banchan. So compared to an overpriced mage, you know, maybe it is value. Take the Well, loot. that's right. You can still stick the Banchan item on it or mm. actually, no, rewind because elves, all of their, all of their hero, you remember a stack of their, like the, the stack of their um, low level heroes don't inspire anyway. So having very inspiring in the list is now even more important. Well, the other thing that you mentioned, I mean, it, it does require you to take two non-scoring individuals, but if some of those characters are getting are getting Rampage 3 and they've got, you can give them, it makes you maybe slightly more likely to take a hunting cat, which gives you Duelist. <laughs> you know, you're getting a couple of interactions there. It'd be so fun. It'd, tasty. Be, it'd be fun. I lost, I just lost at the last tournament to a, what was it? It must have been 2,000 points. It was a three, uh, what are the, Sea Guard horde, and he took triple king. So two normal kings and a wanderer king or whatever it is. Yeah. And, like, those guys are so good already. Yeah, because, you know, they're quicker than normal. Oh, well, one of them's quicker than normal infantry. They hit harder because of the elite than a lot of the normal so they can just hold up stuff all over the place. Yes, mm. but you yep. can still like overrun way cheaper than a vampire. Yeah, still still overrun right through them and into a unit if you line it up well. Yeah, the nerves decent though, and def five. So if you, if you, like they're a nightmare if you're running things like Cav because they just can just pop into you, strip you thunderous, and it's hard to go through them. Okay, so on to Empire of Dust. So changes, changes, undead. Army Standard Bearer in the Empire of Dust. Amend the name to Armonite Army Standard Bearer. Amend def- defense to 5 plus and amend the points to 60. Add the Aura Strider Infantry only and very inspiring rules. Uh, what do we think of that? Yeah, I love it. That is pretty good. And I think when you combine that with. Uh, the changes to the casket that were announced that um, were talked about on the Empire of Dust review, where you can get scout, you get a 
couple of combinations of, of tasty units there. Mm. Uh, we had to, a couple of tasty combinations with with infantry units. Sorry, yeah. I think it's really good um, because the army can't move the double. It wants to sit in terrain, and having Strider is just a no brainer. Like being able to charge unhindered out of terrain, especially if you're melee four. Mm. That is like you know you're a mummy or whatever. That is brilliant. Mm. So it's just yeah, or, or even if you are a daddy as well. Like whatever. Is that the second Strider aura we've seen so far? Yeah, the Abyssal Dwarf one was the Strider aura. Yeah, but the Abyssal Dwarf one already had that. So yeah, it's just um, and that was the Overmaster. Yeah, it was just the yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, I agree. And and because it's on that infantry from memory, unless it's interacting with Ra's, the vast majority of the the standard infantry, yeah, is not. Any better than melee four, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unlikely to become overpowered. So yeah, I like that. And there's, I mean, it just says infantry. There's nothing to stop you from using it with infantry heroes. Correct. Yep. So my favourite, the um, the pharaoh without mm-hmm. the wings. Oh, with wings. No, I take him without the wings, but same guy. Mm. He now can ha- benefit from that aura as well. Yeah, instead of a pharaoh, is a better row. That's lame. <laughs> That's so lame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, uh, um, I was worried you wouldn't get it, Dave. So I'm just, I'm just pleased that you did. Um, Keep moving, Croucher. Keep moving. Yeah, wrap it up. Um. Under Forces of the Abyss, we have, uh, I think if I'm correct, the Harbinger is their version of the of the Standard Bearer. Yeah. Uh, yep. And so uh, we have, similar to the Elf, gain the Aura Rampage Melee 3, but infantry only, so not, not tied to a, a keyword, but tied to an uh, infantry type. Mm. Uh, and, again, very inspiring. Now... This has some units which would be pretty damn good on, like Succubi, uh, which, are, you know, you can get Pathfinder on. So Pathfinder plus a bit of Rampage is pretty good. Mm. The su- you used to have to buy Pathfinder, didn't, didn't you, for Succubi? You have to buy it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I, I think it's part of the upgrade, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What else is infantry that could benefit from that? Abyssal Guards, Lower Abyssals, are they both infantry? Lower abyssals are. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. I think most of it is not heavy infantry, but buying that upgrade for the succubi is, is going to be a little bit easier because I think they're going to see a little bit of a points drop. So, well, I just um, I just had a cheeky look at what that new formation is too. Yeah, so infantry. So what do we got? We've got abyssal ghouls, abyssal guard, flame bearers, lower abyssals, succubi, succubi lava. So they can go from 30 attacks on the Legion to 33. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah. At melee yeah. six. At melee six, that's bent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, that's the extent outside of their characters. But they've also got some, again, you, you're buying another non-scoring unit if you wanted to influence your characters, but they've got some pretty good characters. You know, in the Seductress. Yeah, I was going to say the Seductress, because it's got Duelist, so that'll take it to... Um, mm. Uh, Rampage 6. 
Yeah. If, if doesn't have the tools. Spot. No, I got those Oathbreakers too, remember? Mm. Yep. Oathbreakers. Multibusu is infantry, regular infantry. Look, I, I think. I think actually most of the time with the abyssal characters, they're probably unlikely to be operating in the same area. But because unless you put something like the wings on it, like a lot of the abyssal characters are pretty quick and doing their thing around the board while the infantry line moves forward. But by the end of the game, you don't know, you know, and and, and that's the kind of thing that right at the end of the game can can turn a turn six, right? A few extra attacks, whether it's on a character or you know. And the, the go-to for Abyssals always seems to be Warlocks and Fiends for... No, not Fiends. What are they called? The, um, Arch the Fiends. Yeah, Arch Fiends. Yeah, they, they seem to be the go-to for Inspiring. So I don't think I've ever seen a Harbinger on the table. No. So if, it, if it gets it into play, then I think it's a good thing. Okay. On to Forces of Nature who do not appeal to have a Standard Bearer. And there is no changes in that regard for the herd. Or, oh, no, but there is. Where am I missing? Oh, no, oh, the Green Lady. Uh, no, no, I was about to say, yeah, so Green Lady does. So the Green Lady Exebla Adjutant add the following, so it goes to very inspiring, add the following unique special rule, entangling roots. In the movement phase, <laughs> after this unit has, what are you chuckling at, Paul? Had a few of those. Um, (laughs) (laughs) in the movement phase after this unit has completed its order nominate an enemy unit within 18 inches the target unit cannot use fury and headstrong special rules for the duration of its next turn you know so dwarves no matter how many times you re-roll that headstrong you can't use it I love like fury is a cool one to turn off isn't it yeah that'd be the best Especially seeing someone's face and like, ah, Fury, not today, mate, not today. Uh, tang- I root tangled you. Yeah, consider your roots tangled. Yeah, so it's the ex-girlfriend rule. <laughs> <laughs> Send in the ex. <laughs> I um, this cream, is sit out of turn against like against some armies, eighteen inches. Wow, that's huge, and it's not just turning off rerolls; it's turning off those rules. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. I think it becomes even more super annoying if someone's paying for the item, right? The what's the item that it gives you fury? You know, can you imagine paying for the rush and someone goes, "Nope." <laughs> Especially to a troll unit, right? They've just paid, yeah, paid the mitigation or whatever it is. No, mate, have your three inch, uh, have you have your three um three pip uh, nerve and sit down, wave it. Well, do you know what? I, I actually, for that reason, because we've seen a bit of a prevalence of large infantry in the game, right, and a probably significant portion does have mitigation or you buy the mitigation on it. So, like, I, I think it's a good rule in that it kind of speaks to a bit of meta and it's not like it's pervasive everywhere, but, yeah, I, I like that. Mm. And it's turning it's turning one off only, so it's not... You know, an eight. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to break someone's army by doing it. Just one turn. <laughs> and it's it's in the movement phase, so it's before combat. So it's not it's not that it's it's not like you can pick it after combat. A unit that's wavered, you've got to choose it before you roll the combat dice, which I think is I think that's really fun. So we'll move on to goblins. 
Which, is it the flag? Yeah, the flag it. That flag it. seems right because he's got a flag. Add the Aura Strider Infantry only and the very inspiring special rules. Uh, so this this is, I think, a little bit similar to the Undead one in a way, uh, the EOD one, in that mm. it's mostly affecting things that like the vast majority hit on fours, right? Goblin Infantry mostly hits on five. Um, yeah, right. So yeah. so even. Yeah. So it's only the elite that's like, um, um, oh, they're heavy infantry, I think. I'm thinking of the, what's the, the, the fearless dudes? The Groggers, Lug yeah. Lads, um, Luggets. Luggets. I think they're heavy. They might, they might be a bit of fun. I've never used them. I had a feeling they were heavy infantry, um, but I could be completely wrong. But all of the yeah. normal infantry, the sharp sticks, the um, the rabble, that's all infantry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I wonder if it's trying to get other different types of infantry on the board. The, the thing that probably with this one, it's probably the first one that I consider, like even though most of the melee is at that, is what it provides for goblins, which the goblins probably don't really need, is it pro- provides even more board control. Um, yeah. Yeah. By being able to ignore terrain, so um, but 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 the same token, you've still got to sacrifice something else to include it because all the other goblin individual options are so good. Um, so I think it's I think it's unlikely to be abused, particularly when you've got war trombones now gaining elite and vicious. You know, you'd have to drop one to get it in. Totally. Don't forget the points drops. Oh yeah, and fifty points, right? I can tell you, as yeah. someone who runs goblins, the amount of times that you charge and you need a six to hit is pretty scary. So mm. having a strider aura is, if if you do run, you know, multiples of either sharp sticks or rebel, that is very handy. Is there a way to get um, uh, elite in there at all as well? There isn't, is there? Only by a point into what. Item. Yeah, and no, I just yeah, oh, just if there was a, a way to get an elite aura in there, I couldn't think oh, of no other stuff. Aura, had. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it's still, it, yeah, I don't, I can't see that converting heaps, but it's a nice change. Yeah, 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 and and I don't think, um, you know, the concern isn't a very big one by by any stretch. So maybe maybe it makes it a little bit more likely to be seen. I think that, and it's pretty bloody cheap from memory, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. the flagger. Like 50, 45 points or something, isn't he? 50 points? I reckon yeah, he's, less, he's less than 50. He might be 40. He's um he's on par with the, um or she, he's on par 40. with the, the Wiz, yeah. Yeah, 40. So getting a very inspiring character for 40 points and then giving it something, which is what I would do. Like if you're going to run it's a It's pretty whiz, good. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to run a Wiz at 45 points with Lightning Bolt, you could have this... Well, sorry, the Wiz with Lightning Bolt and the Inspiring Talisman is 65 points. You could give this, you could take this and it would be very inspiring and have the, the Boomstick and that's the same points now. Yeah, yeah. And and if, like in most lists, you're taking your Hordes of Rabble anyway because you need the unlocks, you know, may as well make them that little bit better. And this dude can go on a Morpup and boost around as well. So... You could yeah, really dance this guy across the back. Is it Fleabag, is it? Yeah. You mm. could you could boost this guy around the back of your field to really get some inspiring pushed around too. I wish they rode more pups. And um Why can't you why can't you launch them? Give them a parachute and launch the inspiring out of the more pup launches. This isn't Warhammer, Dave. 
<laughs> yeah. The, uh, Mantic made it make a beautiful model for a mounted flagget as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. They do. Nice. Yeah, I mean, their goblin range is one of their better ranges, to be honest. Totally. Okay, so halflings, halflings don't really have a standard bearer, do they? They do not. They do not. Not a, not a proper one. They have. They have a muster captain that's getting better, though. Their muster captain is getting very better. Now, they do have a sergeant who has an aura for the banner of Hodenberg, I think it was, mm-hmm. and that's elite for infantry. So this this guy, the muster captain, what's he get? Becomes very inspiring instead of inspiring, and you are able to pay for an upgrade to gain Aura Strider Ravenous only. Yes. Uh, this guy must... This guy must have three or four attacks, does he? No, he's got five. Five okay. attacks. And he's actually, he's generally even mounted on a on a dog. He's quite cheap. I've run him a couple of times. He was always the halfway point. Um, yeah, they had the muster captain on a winged Arales, which was sensational. Or you had the cheap sergeant on a dog, which was just inspiring that you would run around. So this is the the middle yes. option in that. So I can see why they boosted this one. Yeah, so he's at, at – um, oh, actually, do you know what? The muster captain – oh, no, yes, he can be mounted for 35 points. It's just mm. – it was weirdly listed next to it um, in, in the, the companion. So, yeah, five attacks, crush one. So and, – and is mighty. So this, this guy with a strider aura – becomes really useful because ravenous is a quite pervasive keyword. Oh, it's like that's, in, that's in infantry, it's in the cav. The cav is a little underdone at the moment. So this this makes them a lot a lot better. A very, very juicy target. I would be definitely taking one of these. Also those harvesters. Now the Iron Beast has ravenous. It already has a strider rule so it doesn't matter. But the Harvester is definitely ravenous because everything that has ravenous is affected by gastromancy, which is what the sorcerer puts out. So if you can mm. wild charge something, you can give it strider at the same time. So, yeah. But again, and again, like with a lot of these things, like to gain the benefit, you got to pay the points to take another non-scoring thing, right? So there is there is the disadvantage. So yeah. you know, you at that point are taking a sorcerer. And a muster captain to to gain that dual effect, but that's okay. Yeah, that's it's, okay. it's it's an army where you kind of have to sometimes, but because so the so sorcerers don't inspire anyway. So if they're unless you give it the upgrade for inspiring talisman, right? So I I often ran a sergeant around just for fly defense anyway, and that sergeant mm. definitely turned into a muster captain with the aura strider now. Um, especially yeah well like I said so um, you're paying for it so by the time you're paying for a dog and you're paying for this new thing he comes 130 points so not dirt cheap either so yeah um, 
I've got to look it up now because I was running a mounted sergeant with the rampage weapon um, and to see what they're coming at because I, I, I won't say it's a straight strike. Well, it'll be similar to that. It's similar to that. Yeah, because the rampage them. items are 15 or 20. Yeah, I reckon you can find the points pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, do- I'm not saying that you can't find the points. I'm just saying that it's not like, you know, it's not like you're paying nothing for it. You know, yeah. getting up to 130 points for a character with five attacks, you know, you want it to have something else like that Strider Aura. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, Stridering, Strider Aura on a, on, a, on a Harvester before you send it on Wild Charge 3 or even on the Cav. Yeah. Yep. yep. Or Master Captain on Winged Arrows. Oh, yes, please. Now, if I'm correct... <laughs> Your, your unit has to be within the bubble when it starts its start, charge. Start, start, start. Yeah. So yeah, on that flying stuff like the winged Haraleas, it's um really nice, really nice. Um, because it takes away takes away from that person that thinks they've positioned their unit really well. That oh, he won't take the flank or he won't take something because I've stuck the obstacle there. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> And you could get a bit out of that too because you could charge something, then move the captain and charge something else. They would both get the strider ori that way, yeah? Well, yeah, and and the the these strider items or these strider-type interactions are, are much better on the mounted options or they're really good bright because they don't require you to be able to shoot at the end of your movement. So you can bounce 16 inches to somewhere else on the board and grant the strider aura to where you finish if you move it first. You know what I mean? Mm, definitely. So, like, it can be a little bit unexpected. Now, this is the fourth Strider aura that we've seen so far. This is the first one that affects cavalry. Well, this is the first one that affects anything that's not infantry. However, you know, I suppose, like, yeah, it, it's comparable to goblins and goblins is infantry only. Yeah, look, again, the vast majority of the infantry, it's, it's not overly impactful for but it's nice. Right. Well, uh, we'll move on to uh, Kingdoms of Men. And so their standard bearer I think was already very inspiring. Oh, yeah, because they're all very inspiring. Um, so that adds the Aura Life Leech plus one, infantry only. So another one of these. Yeah, again, I'm not sure that would make me do anything in the Kingdoms of Men army. I think Kingdoms of Men is one of those lists where people t- seem to take standard bearers. For some reason, yeah. um, I've seen. Going to paint it up. Yeah, and I think Kingdoms of Men doesn't have access to heal very easily, so I think this is really nice. If you've got one or two of these with a lifely aura, you can keep you guys going forward. I don't mind this at all. And it's yeah. the same. It must be the same for. League of Rordia. It'd be the same translating into League of Rordia, I'd say, as long as they're allowed to take it. Then, of course, Night Stalkers do not have standard bearers. Uh, and I don't think there's anything that's even like it to to be worth going on about there. No, because they're listed um, anyway. True, true. Uh, the Nora of the Alliance list is out. Uh, did they change? Do they have a standard Northern Alliance? Have a standard clarion, uh, and he already changed. Oh yeah, the scold. That's and but he already his ordered march had already changed, right? Yes. Um, 
yeah, so infantry only. So that's that's good. Arangur, of course, it crosses over to that. Uh, and then ogres. So the ogre army standard, which I think of all the standards, a little <sighs> underdone in that, like, it, it, it's still cheap. I think it's something like 70 points, but it has three attacks. And, and brutal, it's young, and, and it's scoring. And it's scoring, so it's yeah. quite a, it's a decent option anyway. It's just that, you know, because the other characters are so good. Um, what it gets is, of course, the, it just gets a straight swap, actually. It's not gaining anything other than no. a very inspiring rule. It oh, can, it's cool, um, so that's enough. They can take a chariot. Can too, can't it? So, like, a very inspiring chariot is cool. Mm, with unit strength yeah. and three attacks. Yeah, probably makes something like um, I, I quite like the sergeants or warlords on chariots, so it probably means that this could become a more viable option with the very inspiring over one of those guys. Um, and, of course, you know, it, it, it's obviously they've decided that it was cheap enough for what it already does because, of course, being large infantry, it doubles and triples because it's not an individual. So um, it would have been very easy to make this too powerful. And it's awesome chaff at whatever it is, 70 points. Yeah. Um, it's awesome chaff. Ogres are getting a few changes, which are which are interesting. Um, but if we move on to orcs, who have the flagger, not to be confused with the flagit, very inspiring in for inspiring, and then add the following unique special rule, strength in numbers. The flagger has the aura, rampage N, heavy infantry only, where N is the number of non-individual friendly heavy infantry units within six inches. So it's basically the it, it's basically like the ogre warlock rule, oh, right? Yeah. But for rampage. Mm. Yeah. So you'll get additional attacks for every unit. Oh, geez, if you had just a swarm of just regiments or even troops, or like, can you take more acts in a troop? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I think it's not unusual in the in the orc list to see like a block of four infantry moving together, so yeah. in in a wave. So you you stick a standard in the middle of that, and they all have rampage four more four. attacks. Yeah, mm. and I can see I can see this one sticking the horn on it to turn that aura into an eight inch a nine inch bubble that gets the extra attacks too. And this mm. just is heavy infantry units. That could be an yeah. individual or non-individual. No, non-individual, non-individual. Yeah. I like it. I do like that one. It's very orky, isn't it? It's got that flavour. Yeah. Strength. No, no, no. Hold yeah. on. No, no. N is the number of non-individual friendly heavy, heavy infantry units, so it will grant it to characters. That's right. But it's not boosted by characters. Yeah. Yes. So if yeah. you have Gakamak, is that his name? Yes, yeah. Oh, no. Hold on. Is Gakamak ever on foot? Do you buy them out for him? I'm not sure. Yeah, because I think Gakamak. I've never tempted to take him. It says yeah. heavy infantry only. Is you just you change your keyword from heavy infantry? If you take him out, you do. You go to cav, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure Gakamak was always. Um, yeah, he's cav. Yeah, because okay. oh, he was so good. Um, but, but you know what? The- even even, the, even you're suddenly making your wizards get attacks. You know, yeah, sure it's on fives, but again, if you're if you're turn six and hard up and you need to block someone and you can give 
you can give your wizard for it for boost it to a couple more attacks and it's a chance of blocking something. You know, it can have these little little consequences towards the end of the game. But the, even the um, the king level character, the five attack hero, um, if he all of a sudden goes from five attacks to nine attacks or something, and you launch him into an enemy unit, could be very handy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I really like that in the orc list actually. Now Makes that them... must that must transfer through to Riftforge as well. Uh, well, let me just check uh, no, because they. Do they have their own version? No, they do not. Well, I don't see it here, so. Do they even have a, a standard bearer hero? Well, does it does it cross over? I'll just have to look at the Reforge list on um, the companion. Can they access the standard bearer? Yep, they can. So that would trigger off on all of the... Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I, I feel, having not really played, that Rift Forge Infantry is better than Orc Infantry on average. So even better in that list than than the Orc list. I'm just wondering if it stacks with Stormstruck, and I guess it would because it's just extra rolls to hit, and if there are six, they get yeah, to sure. last yeah. two. Yeah. Mm. Well, what about the little dude that can have host shadow beast? So he could have Ooh. he could have rampage yep. plus the host shadow beast. Is it the Rift Forger? Is that what he's called? Yeah, yeah. the Rift Forger. Yeah. 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 So because yeah, effectively, rampage. effectively, it's like it stacks your base profile. Yeah. So the host shadow beast would be rolled separately. Yeah. But yep. you know, you're potentially got you know, an extra four attacks or whatever that unit's already doing and multiple mm. times because it's not limited to just one unit. Everything within the aura can get this and get the rent. Oh, that's very nice. Mm. Yeah, for sure. All right, on to the rats. So we have the Swarm Crier. Add the aura elite melee tech only in addition to the inspiring change. So, uh, Paul, uh, how au fait with you on what, what has yeah. the tech rules? So, so tech is all the stuff that's not the normal infantry. So mm-hmm. um, what are they called? The nightmares are tech. Okay. Um, Hackpaws, are they tech? They're no. cavalry. Yeah. Oh, it's tech like only. Tech. Well, the, um, the tunnel runners are tech. Claw shots and was it elite melee? Elite melee. Yeah. So claw shot, claw shots is good. The um the shooters, uh, the long range shooters are tech, but that's not going to help them. Yeah, like um, you said, the tunnel runners makes them even better. Yeah. Uh, the impalers are tech. I'm pretty sure. And um, your death engine impalers and spewers. Yep. Are tech. Um, so it takes a fair bit, doesn't it? Mm. And yeah, a couple of the really characters, nice. the Night Terror is Twitch. No, Twitch isn't tech. Um, I don't think the Mutant Rat Fiend is tech. Mother Chrysler is. Yep. And the Brood Mothers yep. are too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So do you think, is the tech stuff, do you feel like you see that more or less than others? I think the build, the net list at the moment for Ratkin is the formation couple of... Um, of the nightmares, couple of brood mothers, mother Chrysler, Scud, 
I think that's sort of basically the net list at the moment. So, yeah. and maybe, you know, worry a unit or two. But um, so I think that is right in that wheelhouse. Um, if you can put elite in the right spot, that's potentially very uh, effective. Yeah, so, so if you just take a look at that formation, does that formation change? Is that a change, that one? Uh, it's the same units. Iron Resolve is the same. Okay, so now you, you're, you're potentially getting a combination with Iron Resolve and Elite Melee. So for the addition of not many more points, the formation becomes even better. <laughs> like I said, the, the go-to list at the moment seems to be tech-heavy, so... Mm. Um, that is very nice. Okay. Salamanders. So in Salamanders we have, uh, again, quite a few changes, but the Herald, uh, you add the Aura Wild Charge 2, not plus 2, but 2 Heavy Infantry only for Fireborn and the very inspiring special rule. Um, so Fireborn is a new keyword that's getting added to uh, a whole bunch of units. I'm guessing it's most of the core infantry. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Are they, so, are they move five or move six? Five. Ancients yep. are four. Okay, so this gets them up to the sort of 12-inch effective range, which is really nice. Yeah, or, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, because it's, because it's two, um, it's not given to things like Unblooded because they're already base level, but it can... It can combo with, I'm thinking, like with the items, like because the items are plus. Um, yep. Or the fire elemental. Yeah, I was going to say there's an aura there already, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, the fire elemental, yes. Yeah, yeah. So then you get the plus one heavy infantry from that So because theirs is the plus one version. So, uh, yeah, you, you could get some cheeky combinations there now. So plus one, is that... Does that make it wild charge three? It would. It would, uh, yes. You only get one plus. So you can only be, you're going to be affected by one plus of an aura. So if you've got a base of two and there's a plus one out there, you can get that. But if you take the plus one item and this is wild yeah. charge two, then you wouldn't get both of those. You wouldn't yeah. get to wild charge. You will get the two plus ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still pretty yeah, good. It's the same as what it's the same as not using um Double Sorcerer. Yes, it, it is, this is great because, again, Wild Charge here isn't really going to get beyond three. It could get to four if with like if you've got a D3. And then I'm just thinking to Halflings where you get potentially Wild Charge six with Greedy Guts. You just, I don't know, Halflings seem to be breaking all the rules at the moment. Say, say that again. Wild Charge six? Well, because Greedy Guts yeah, has Wild Charge that, That's D3. why it's not in the Halfling list. <laughs> wild charge has yeah, greedy guts has wild charge three, <laughs> and the sorcerer can give you up to wild charge three. So, can, can I three. just make one comment yeah, on this? None of these have been limited to one. All of these uh, things are correct. Or they're no, all, yeah. all they're yeah, all yeah, fill, no. fill, they're all fill your boots. You, you don't have to You're just right. limit to one. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I was alluding to before. I think there's there's some armies where you go, this actually could be value across the board. Or because a lot of it does apply to infantry, there's obviously this intent to try and get more infantry on the board, standard infantry. Mm -hmm. So, like, it actually makes 
going almost entirely infantry in waves a little more viable? I can see with that much strider out there as well, or uh, and that's terrain mitigation. Yeah, they really you really are pushing you to, to pack something else, which is I guess phalanx to make sure you have something that's going to hinder those things charging, taking TC away at least. There's going to be some halfling synergies going on with, you know, double standard bearer, double um, sorcerer, that sort of build. It's going to give you so much to think about that if you're Mm. not on top of it, you'll clock out yourself, let alone have your opponent deal with decision paralysis. Oh, I want to be there when you explain the halfling auras and then the standard bearer and then the crazy and then ravenous and then... Oh, it takes like 15 minutes sometimes if people are like, what's that do? Now what's that do? Now what's that do? But, you know, and if it makes a couple more mistakes creep in, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Um, It's just the way they play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, um, that's pretty good. And then... Trident Realms, the Nyad Envoy, uh, they become Aura Fury, Infantry and Heavy, heavy Infantry only in um, in addition to the Inspiring Change, which is awesome because it's pretty much everything other than the the, the Gigas and the... Um, oh, the Death Horrors. Is it Death Horrors? Yeah, Death Horrors, yeah. They yeah. yeah. all had Fury anyway, didn't they? Still, the first thing that came to mind with this was being able to turn it off with the Green Lady unit. I don't think anyone understands the Trident Realm list, so. Well, they're so bent that they won American Masters, right? So, yeah. Well, um, you know, this obviously not, is going to make it OP. Can't so accuse an American of winning American Masters. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like that in that list, particularly with low defense, right? They're the kind of list that, like, yeah, I know they've got ensnare, but... Um, it's also Thul don't have, do not have Fury, so... Yeah. I mean, the one problem with it is, you know, with the low defense, you know, how many times do they... Like, this ensnare saves them some of the time, but, you know, they can disappear in one turn, so... Fury ain't no help if you're dead. That's true. Yeah. And I imagine at some point they considered something like Stealthy or Spell Ward, um, mm. but I think that would have been a bit OP. I don't know, bullshit, yeah. Stealthy. Yeah, I, I think they've uh, yeah. done really well to make it Fury. I think that's really clever. And they don't mm. really need Strider because they get Pathfinder anyway, that's don't right. they, on a bit of this A lot of the stuff does. The formation gives – I don't know if the formation's changed or not, but the formation gives – Pathfinder to Thul, yes. which is really nice. And then yeah. the other stuff has Pathfinder anyway, Riverguard um, yeah. and Ensnarers. So, yeah, Fury's, Fury's a pretty good one. I just I just wish there was a Thul special character where they're like, or a character where their special rule was. I pity them. Oh, no, you're <laughs> going to say this. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to say this. <laughs> that's, that's up there with um, Nick's um, yeah. fight with my sonar. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was running through my head. Um, I'll put it in the thought. 
<laughs> I forgot about Nick's horrible phone art joke. That's horrible. That's fantastic. If you haven't heard that on our Reformed review, you need to go back and listen to that. Just for the dad jokes. I can't, I I can't even before, remember it. I think it was before I just started, and it was one of the first podcasts I listened to. Uh, anyway. Surprised you stuck with the game. Well, it was nearly. Uh, can, can anyone remember what exactly what it was? It was it talking was, about phone art. Uh, yeah, how do you find something or something and you like you find it? Yeah, you find phone it with your, your phone art. Then he put a um, Mike Tyson accent on you. Yeah, <laughs> He's coming for him. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't want to be Nick Legrand walking around Vegas anytime soon. No, final and so yeah, and then last but not least, we have the undead standard bearer. So amend defense to five. So were these guys in Must Undead and EOD? They were previously four, were they? Maybe. Must yeah. Um, Matt, Matt explained it on the EOD review that mm. they're effect. They're not skeletons. They're um, what are the upgraded Rev skeletons King. called? Revenants. Yeah, they're revenants. So yeah. it doesn't make sense for them to be defense four, which is why their points are changing slightly because yeah. it's being recognised that they're revenants and therefore defense five. Yeah. Yeah, so defense five, points to 55, had the aura wild charge D3, skeleton only, very ins- and, of course, they're very inspiring. I like this. You know, again, again, it's like I think it's just that thematic kind of feel of like, ooh, like graveyard rushing forward um, thing. Yeah, I'd say on potentially 13 now, so, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, to, to be honest, it's – I would take it if I was taking skeletons for thematic reasons. I mean, I guess it affects all skeletons, so including Yeah, so Rev Cav, for example, have the skeleton keyword? Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, so that's better. Can you mount an undead standard bearer? I'm just checking. You probably could. Can, you can. Oh, you can. For they... 25 points, you can put it on an undead horse. Wouldn't be an yeah, okay. horse, would it? Yeah, right? so that, that, that makes it – so, like, that makes it a, a decent option. If Depending how much you love the surge on your Rev King, right, it makes it an, an option instead of something like the mounted Rev King, but you could give it the surge four item anyway. Yeah, and the then you're getting little, Yeah, then you're getting your little combo. Um, with an aura, so I, I I think this makes that a genuine option. Here's you just don't get you. the you, you just don't get the grounding ability of the Rev King. So a Resonant King on Undead Great Flying Worm has got the skeleton keyword. So yes. that moves, that moves what about Burrowing Worm? Also skeleton keyword. Mm. So that thing the the Burrowing Worm moves seven. So it effectively becomes 15 to 18 on a charge. Rev mm-hmm. King on a undead flying worm goes to mm. potentially 23. Correct. 24 if you give it the wild charge. No, you go to 25, you give it uh, boots, boots, uh, boosts of haste. Boots of haste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst part is I know that's going to hang around for a while now. At least we've got some something to take on the end of the episode. <laughs> 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 
just randomly this cut into the next ten episodes. Finish uh, finish. <laughs> so well, wait, 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 wait. So we're saying that you could send a Rev King on under Great Flying Worm, potentially twenty five inches on the charge. How'd you get to twenty five? Well, it's speed ten, and yep. you up at speed by one to speed eleven. Oh, with with Moose of Haste, yeah. <laughs> It's Brewfest. Yes, 22. Right, got it, got it. And it gets the D3. 25. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's nice. Are we going to start seeing Melbourne players running triple skeleton dragons? Maybe. Like, there was... Old mate um, Hong with his... On the undead group with his complaint of every unit in the list, you know, was talking about the burrowing worm not not being a thing and I, like i don't i don't disagree but i think it at 200 points i, I didn't think it was a non-option right particularly because it's got 12 attacks so if you're you're getting in the flank you know that that's all right um but at 200 points when you're going now up to move 17 so you're potentially outstripping cav and getting getting the charge off on Cav first, and then being something that Cav won't get through in a turn. Like I think it opens up some of these options a little bit. I um, I'm just thinking. Okay, so zombies exist at seventy points of regiment, right? Mm. Now you got to want to take skeletons to get the keyword with the standard bearer anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you've just got to. Like, just do warriors just go by the wayside and you've got to go uh, for spearmen now? I've always liked spearmen over warriors, but mostly on on the basis of unit strength and phalanx. That's 30 points um, between a zombie regiment and a skeleton spearman regiment. So I think it's 35, isn't it? Skeleton spearmen's 105. Um, maybe not next week or two uh, weeks time. Yeah, they're, they're getting a little drop, a little yeah, drop. Phalanx. Yeah, not much, not much. I've I've always really liked skeleton spearmen over warriors, um, but I think to zombies that's a different comparison. You're an undead player, Paul. Like in like, to you, to you, does this change any of your thoughts on list building? I mean, you're you, you're known for the the list that's all white. Um, thank you for that, Matthew. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't run Undead for ages. Um, I really like Skeleton Spearman. I think this is a good change, um, especially if it affects things like um, Revenants and Rev Kings. I can definitely see, I mean, I need to have a proper look, but I could. I definitely think there's more of a list available for um, Revenants than there used to be. That You didn't see them that often. Um, if you can give, if if they can be go from you know a five inch charge to a potentially thirteen, uh, sorry, ten inch charge to a thirteen inch charge, that's 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 worth something. Mm. Yeah, I think the only thing is is because we're like we're rounding this out now. The only thing is is the vast majority of these changes are significantly better in their mounted versions, aren't they? So, are you really looking at their foot versions? I mean, I guess you are if you're short on points, but but otherwise you'd, you'd be probably always looking towards the mounted, wouldn't you be? Where you had the option. 
Yeah. And, and, and like if you mount it and you're hiding it behind cavalry, you you can get shot easier. If you if you're hiding it behind infantry, you can get you can become a target to shooting. But I think it's horses for courses. Like in the halfling one, I think you'd be crazy not to put it on a, a mount. But in the undead one, like if you've got a couple of hordes of skeletons or revenants in the center and you're going to support them with a standard bearer, I think that could be on foot. I yeah. think it, as ever it depends on your build. Mm. But if, if you sure. want to have a skeleton heavy army, then, yeah, of course, I think I think you're totally right. You would put it on a horse. Mm. Yeah, great. So now that we're at the end, what are, what are our overall feelings? David, shall we start with you? In your book of haste? Oh, God. I, I think we're going to see some standard bearers now. It's build specific, but I really I think it's they're going to come back. Yeah. Good. They're, surely they've got to be one of the least taken last cock. Oh, yeah. They have not They have not been very prevalent for quite some time. Yeah. Um, what about you, Paul? What are your, what are your overall thoughts? I think I think two things. I think it's really nice that there's some more synergies in the game. So adding auras is pure synergy. You're creating new builds or making making builds more powerful by making sure the units are in the right spot. I love that sort of stuff. Um, but I can see that the RC are moving towards buffing infantry, which is good because uh, I think the game has got to a bit of a point now where it's either shooting or it's fast. There's not mm. really you know, an army where you can just use lots of infantry and expect to do well because you're just going to get double-charged by cavalry or flyers or what have you. So I really and like I think it's more elegant stuff. than just making infantry flat better, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, like you, you could, you've got to pay to make them better. You could just make all humanoids like six-inch move or something uh, or give mm. them all wild charge, but as you say, that's inelegant. So I really like the direction that it's going. Um mm. And I think anything that's going to buff standard infantry is a good thing. Do you think it makes it a little bit too gotcha now that auras can pop out and synergies can happen? Look, I, I, I think, yeah, that's something I struggle with and there is the argument you do hear people argue against the complexity, right? But I still think the vast majority of rules use interactions with the set same set few pages of rules and i think as long as they control them having fancy names and things it's still reasonably clear uh, there there will be gotchas um the first for for people but but the reality is is that like it is still far less than most of the other comparable game systems yeah and and all of these auras are not using a new rule. They're all elite or strider or yeah, wild exactly. charge. They're, they're existing rules. Yeah, and you're right. The, the unit could just the unit could have striders to start off with, or hey, look, I've just moved yeah. this aura strider dude over, and now it's got it. So you're going to learn pretty quick what auras do to the game. That's for sure. I was playing a, a game on UB, and I didn't realise Snow Foxes had stealthy. Um, oh. Like. Was that against Owen? Sorry? Was that against Owen? Who, no. who was that against? No. Uh, it was um, someone from the States. Um, but it's those sort of rules, like the, the Tangle has got Aura Fury, for example. Like that's 
that's a, that's a real gotcha potentially if you don't spill that out to your opponent. But I think mm. if you know if you're exchanging army lists and um, you know the first thing you might look at now is what is your what is your what does your standard bearer do? And um, you know it can be as simple as that because everyone yeah. knows that they all do something now. It's not just that's right. That's right, isn't it? You know that's yeah, that's the thing about them all doing something now is that you know what do I need to look at there? Hmm. Yeah. Definitely more complex in an army like halflings. I think armies like halflings, when you give overlapping auras, mm. um, becomes a little more gotcha. Um, yeah, well, I was just just that's what I was thinking about mainly, especially with adding like adding the strider or into the mix with gastromancy, and then mm. I, I think the vast majority of armies though don't have too many auras within them. Halflings is more of an exception. And I think that's okay because you can kind of build it into a little bit of their shtick, you know. Sounds um, like we're going to see it with Twilight Kin too, a little bit as well with the mm, Navigators. True. But, you know, it might just be where the game changes a little bit and you never know. We might see uh, a, a unit or a special item next cock that actually turns off auras or something like that. Mm. So it could mm. way to shut down some synergies in your army. Yeah. Tricks is the, one for auras. Yeah, or the aura distance gets reduced to three inches instead of the cold water of of uh, <laughs> of something chill or something like that. Yeah. Or shrink to three inches. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us, lads. Uh, guys, we hope you enjoyed this insight into the changes coming for the Clash of Kings. Um, incredibly in-depth and thoughtful insight and very well planned, of course. Yeah, I think you you all have a lot to be excited about in this coming book. So in, until our next episode, you keep countercharging. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. Ooh. <laughs> you, look at, you look at goblins, yeah. Yeah. We're talking goblin meta, so you're going to have to edit this out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mofos. <laughs> boots, uh, boots of haste. Boots of haste. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to do the um, do the. <laughs>